Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. It's Saturday, December the 9th, and you're very welcome to the Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan, with me in studio, our political editor, Pat Leahy, and we are here to look at the tea leaves from three days of Irish Times opinion polls. Pat, this morning, um, the Eighth Amendment. Yes, indeed. What could possibly be better than one Irish Times poll? Three days of Irish Times polls. So the Eighth Amendment this morning, we asked a very simple question. We asked people, uh, given that there is likely to be uh, a referendum to change the constitution to allow the Oireachtas to legislate for greater access to abortion. Do you think you will vote to change the constitution or will you not vote to change the constitution? And not surprisingly, in, uh, in agreement with many of the polls we've done on this in the past, there's a strong majority for repeal. Almost two-thirds of voters, 60, what, 62%, uh, of people overall say they will uh, support a change to the constitution. 26% against and 11% uh, have no opinion. 30, uh, 2% declined to say. So an overwhelming uh, majority at this point in favour of repealing the Eighth Amendment. Now, the last time we discussed this, we got into, actually, we got into a uh, confabulation where a couple of our listeners got on to me afterwards and said it was a bit tetchy, but I don't think it was tetchy at all. But, you know, a lot of this comes uh, down to exchange of views, wording, uh, wording and semantics and all those those kinds of things. So you say an agreement to repeal the, the, the Eighth Amendment, but in fact, the question is to change the Constitution. To So in theory, it captures also people who might feel that the replacement of the amendment rather than the repeal, the straight repeal of the amendment might might might, might be what they might be looking yeah, for. Yeah, the, the, the change that will be proposed will be to enable the Oireachtas to uh, to legislate for the greater availability of uh, of abortion Indeed. in Ireland. And uh, you know, we, we we did have a good discussion the last time we polled on this about the structure of the questions. And that's I think that's that's a reasonable thing for people to be interested in and to interrogate. And you know, we have asked questions on this topic in several different ways over the last year and a half in this series of polls, not because, and we've asked it in different ways, not because we can't make up our mind uh, on what's the best question to ask, but because by coming at the issue in several different ways, we hope to build up a, you know, a, 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 a proper picture of where the public is um, uh, on on this most and that contentious makes complete, and divisive complete sense. Issues. But doesn't it in the in yeah in, sorry, in a just normal to, way? Just sorry, to finish ahead. the point, yeah. yeah so but, uh, to, to, to bring it back to today's poll, mm. and what we've done is to ask in as simple and straightforward a uh, 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 fashion as we can what people's likely voting intention uh, is to be at this point uh, in in you know, a long referendum, uh, a long referendum campaign. Of course, the ultimate debate when it comes to the 
campaign period likely to happen next year will depend on what people think is going to replace the uh, the Eighth Amendment, or what will be the um, uh, or what will what will replace the existing ban on abortion. Uh, is, and we're is, entering is going a period of greater, greater clarity now over the next few months. Aren't yeah, we? I think you know. so. So the process as as it will take place over the coming months is the Oireachtas Committee will issue its recommendations uh, next week in probably in January, certainly no later than the first half of February, the government will have to decide uh, what legislation it wishes to publish. Now that legislate in advance of a referendum, that le- Legislation won't have any legal effect before a referendum and will be subject to, you know, amendment or repudiation even after, uh, uh, after an amendment. But it will form the backdrop to an, am- to an amendment campaign and will be an important, a vital part of the context in which people make that decision. The context as we know it at the moment is that there will be a referendum to change the constitution and allow for greater access to abortion. Uh, beyond that, we have no certainty at the moment. But that's the question that we ask today. Well, indeed. And I think people are quite clear. And, 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 and given all that, and given the, the different questions that have been asked over the last year and a half, is there any indication within those different questions and the answers to them of any shift one way or the other in public opinion on the issue as it's come to the fore even more of debate over the last 18 months? I, I, I think... Um, it's hard to say, really, without a very detailed program of research on specific grounds, because this will be all about the detail. It'll be all about term limits and you know the exact uh, the exact circumstances in which uh, abortion is to be legalized or prohibited under any new uh, uh, any new regime post a referendum. But we knew uh, we knew, I think with a high degree of certainty um, a year ago that there was a strong majority for repeal. That majority is still there now. Previous research that we have done suggests that whilst there is a a strong majority for repeal and a desire to to liberalise Ireland's abortion laws, the extent to which people want them to be uh, liberalised is fairly restricted uh, by international standards. So what more do we know now at the end of the process that the Oireachtas Committee has gone through? Well, if you look at what happened at the Citizens' Assembly, whereby a period of discussion and consideration of the issues uh, res- led to, whether through, uh, uh, through causality or otherwise, but was followed by a, a decision on behalf of the Citizens' Assembly to recommend a, a much more liberal regime than might have otherwise um, been expected. Something similar appears to have happened at the Oireachtas Committee. Now, whether that is replicated in the electorate at large, I think is a very open question. But there is at least grounds to suspect that for some parts of the population, that is uh, that is what might that happen. ventilating the issues and you know having expert opinion and 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 debate 
might actually tend people towards a more liberal position? That appears to be what has happened both at the Citizens' Assembly and at the um, and at the Oireachtas Committee. Now, what was absent, I think, at both of those fora was, you know, the sort of energetic, popular campaign that I expect uh, uh, people in the pro-life movement to mount during a uh, an abortion campaign. And these were controlled... Um, uh, discreet fora that were uh, subject of significant media scrutiny and uh, and were subject to you know all the, the, the uh, uh, all the forces that that might entail. That would be a completely different process mm. to a um, uh, you know to a referendum campaign on, uh, on on abortion. So I think it's a great leap to suggest that because you ended up at a more liberal position. In uh, at the committee and and uh, and the citizens' assembly, that that will automatically a, a cam- happen. Campaign, it won't a, happen automatically. A is but a it, very different it, thing. it will exist as a dynamic in that campaign to to a certain degree. I think. Right. Well, we're a few Irish Times opinion polls probably away from such a referendum if and when it happens in the middle of of uh, next year. But who knows how many opinion polls were away from a general election that felt recently as if we might be our last one before a general election. But that proved not to be the case. However, um, uh, Thursday's results must have put a smile on the face of our Taoiseach. Well, wouldn't that be nice to see? Um, uh, some of us were uh, talking uh, earlier in the week about the uh, the poll results and uh, you may have discerned in much of the coverage by the political correspondents of the controversy that brought the government to the brink of collapse in the very recent past a, um, a, a certain reluctance to embrace the prospect of a Christmas general election amongst the political I'm correspondents. I'm very of, of you all, I must say. <laughs> that, I thought that, you're, oh, you should always you know, welcome a, a general election. And at all other times of the year, uh, we yeah. uh, we might have, but um, but uh, I, I think there was a, a certain relief expressed in some quarters that this poll didn't arrive in the middle of um, uh, of the uh, the Fitzgerald ah. controversy because it might have emboldened the Taoiseach to go to the country as he was threatening to do in the early part um, of that controversy. But that's uh, that's that's an aside. It is a good poll for Leo Varadkar for uh, for a couple of reasons, uh, some of which. Uh, may endure um, uh, others others may not first of all there is the the top line figures 36% support for Fine Gael a five point jump from the last poll at the beginning of October that's a substantial jump more pleasing even perhaps for the Taoiseach is that it comes at the direct expense of Fianna Fáil which falls by four points 29% in October back to 25 uh, back to 25% Um Often when you get dramatic jumps in any given month in an opinion poll, uh, they often, at the following poll, they tend to revert uh, uh, a little to the mean. And I wouldn't be surprised... Uh, to see that the, happen the in this, of this process poll was good for the teacher. Yeah, for a couple of reasons. I was about to say, yeah, the timing, the timing was good. First of all, while it came after the Fitzgerald controversy. Uh, my suspicion, and of course the polls don't give us data on the underlying reasons, we, it's, uh, it's up to ourselves to extrapolate those, but uh, my suspicion is that uh, people 
either didn't tune in in the first place or fairly quickly tuned out of the controversy over what exactly did Frances Fitzgerald know? When did she know it? What did she get the email? Did she not get the email? Or wait a minute, did she see the other two emails? I suspect that while we followed it um, on a minute by minute basis, our enthusiasm wasn't shared by, uh, by the electorate at large. However, when it comes to, and that may be why there wasn't a negative effect for, uh, mm-hmm. for the Taoiseach out of losing his uh, Taunishta. But when it comes to Brexit, I think that that's an issue that people know is likely to affect them in their daily lives. They're invested in it. And also, this poll was taken on Monday and Tuesday. And if you think of what happened on Monday, Monday morning, uh, Simon Coveney was saying we're going to have good news. Ireland's got everything that it wanted. By Monday evening, the Taoiseach was appearing in a, uh, you know, in a live press conference saying, uh, you know, that uh, essentially that the British have gone back on uh, on an agreement and striking a very harsh tone in terms of his comments about the British that we haven't seen for many years, really, um, uh, when, when Irish governments talk about their, their British counterparts. So I think that what that enabled the Taoiseach to do was to project himself as a strong national leader, standing up for Ireland's interests and maybe giving uh, the Brits a kick as he, uh, as he does so. And that is the sort of thing that might do uh, a man no harm in Well, it uh, seems to have done impulse. no harm at all. Well, let's be clear that the data doesn't establish causality and we need to be careful about that. But uh, it certainly is an explanation that fits the observed phenomena. Let's at the very least extrapolate from this, or at least I'm going to extrapolate from this, that whatever about that, and maybe there was in the heat of the moment on Monday evening, Tuesday morning, kind of of a bump to some some extent, not only is the underlying trend um, very good, but the Francis Fitzgerald controversy had no effect whatsoever. You know? Well, of course, we don't know that he could have dropped the previous week and risen again this week. So what we do know is that it hasn't had any lasting effect or mm. it does not appear to, or any lasting effect that it has had has been mitigated by a positive effect by, by other events, most notably the Brexit controversy. But I think if you look at some of the other data in, uh, in the poll, it bolsters that case for this being a really good poll for the Taoiseach and for Fine Gael. So if you look at three other indicators uh, in this poll, uh, Mr. Vradker's personal rating, which is climbs from last month up to from 49% up to 53%. That's the highest rating any Taoiseach has had since the uh, the honeymoon that Enda Kenny enjoyed in the first months of his administration back in 2011. So uh, Mr. Radker streets ahead of all the other uh, political leaders and getting the sort of numbers that a Taoiseach hasn't got um, in, uh, in a long time. Also satisfaction with the government is up while it is a net negative that is to be expected uh, in these polls and it has climbed in uh, climbed in this poll and uh, the third uh, indicator is that a majority of people now believe that the country is on the right track it's mm. a sort of broad brush all encompassing indicator that tends to when when your right track wrong track is in posit- strong positive territory as this one is I think it's 57% of people say that the country is on the right track that is good for uh, an incumbent government so it's not just the Fine Gael number taking a jump is it uh, in this poll it's the fact that these other indicators are all veering towards positive uh, for the government which I think will cheer uh, so the Taoiseach this if, Christmas if, if I had been Michal Martin uh, over my muesli on Thursday, I would have looked at the front page of the Irish Times and I would have said, it is true, 
I am going to be the first Fianna Fáil leader who will never be Taoiseach. I think we're a little bit away from the, that sort of a hard conclusion. But what you would certainly have said, well, the first thing you'd have said, of course, if you were Micheál Martin, is I don't pay any attention to polls. And, uh, and don't, that, be, don't be doing the Cork accent. No we're not allowed to do that, that anymore. That, that, no doubt is, uh, that no doubt is true. But um, I'm going to pass on from all the obvious comments I could make right now. Uh, but um, uh, I, I think that there's no other way of looking at this poll from a Fianna Fáil perspective other than to be a little bit worried about where Fianna Gael are going. Um, if Leo Varadkar, and I don't think this is a given yet, it certainly hasn't been borne out you know, by sufficient research, but if there is a Leo effect, if there is a, a, a Varadkar engine behind uh, Fianna Gael, then this is what the early stages of it would look like. And if I was Fianna Fáil, even though they squared up to the Taoiseach over the Francis Fitzgerald controversy, saw him back down and were not at all scared by going toe-to-toe up close with him, the important audience for for this is not the political bubble in Leinster House, the important audience is the electorate. And to some degree, at least, to an extent that would worry me if I was Michal Martin, the public is liking what they're seeing of the Taoiseach at the moment. Mm. One one last point, our, our Friday opinion poll was in relation to Brexit and uh, the, the the Irish government's veto in terms of the, the first phase, which we're all still in the middle of, of course, this whole issue in, in advance of next week's European summit. Yeah, difficult to poll this uh, because you're kind of polling a moving target and uh, even more difficult, I can tell you, to draw up the questions <laughs> for uh, for a moving target. But we asked, um, we asked people... Uh, would they support, if the Irish government cannot get the assurances uh, on a hard border that is seeking from the British, we asked people if they would support um, the use of the veto at the European Council to prevent the negotiations moving on to the second phase. And there is overwhelming support, perhaps not surprisingly, overwhelming support for, uh, for, for taking that hardline position, 68% of people saying they would support uh, using the veto and uh, just 13% of people saying they would be against it. Now, it's important to add, you know, that the Taoiseach and Minister of Foreign Affairs both say consistently, there's no question of using a veto, you only have to use a veto when everybody else is against you. And of course, our our, our friends in Europe, (coughs) Michel Barnier and the rest of them have said what Ireland says goes on this issue, so there's no, the technical use of a veto, if you were to believe that, is never going to be required. Not in this instant at least, but I think what it shows and I suppose consistent to a degree with the rest of the findings of the poll is that there is public support for the government taking a fairly muscular approach in these uh, in these negotiations and that again I think underscores the other pure political findings of the poll. Politicians of course say they never believe polls and it's not just Micheál Martin who says that uh, although they seem to believe them a little bit more when they're favourable. Um, does, do these results at all, is there any prospect that they might influence the course that Leo Varadkar takes over the next crucial week or so as we approach this summit. He has been supported. Well, he, he looks. It looks as if his actions so far are popular with the people and they support a tough line on, on defending Ireland in the, in the Brexit negotiations. I don't think there's any sign that that line from government buildings is going to change. Um, 
you know, you can't take politics out of this completely. Um, of course, the Taoiseach and the Tánaiste, as politicians, will have an eye on the political aspects of this. But in such an important and consequential uh, uh, set of negotiations for the country with such far-reaching effects, I think they would be foolish to be, uh, you know, considering short-term political gain as uh, as an input into their strategic decision-making. Um, I, I would perhaps, I'm being naive, but I would like to think um, uh, that short-term political considerations will be set aside because ultimately, you know, good government, if sold properly, can make for good politics. On that wise note, we'll leave it there. Pat, thanks for joining us this morning. And that is it for this edition of Inside Politics. Thanks to our producer, Jennifer Ryan, and our engineer, JJ Vernon. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can always find us at irishtimes.com slash podcasts. And we're always grateful if you recommend or share the show with your friends and neighbours. Also, we do really value your feedback and suggestions. And you can find me on email at hlinehan at irishtimes.com or on Twitter. But until the next time, goodbye, have a great weekend, and thanks for listening.